Hi, this is Jason Sohail Ascari. And this is Anna Ascari. I grew up and studied about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all my life. And I never got the chance to watch any of the original series. The both of us were going to watch all 193 episodes of the original series. And give you a perspective from an expert. And a new viewer. This is what we call a Tata Recall. Alrighty, and welcome to episode 34 of Turtle Recall. I am Jason Sohail, and joined with me as always is my ever so lovely and totally not a four-time winning Jeopardy uh, wife, Anna. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what is that is, we're going to bring that up when we talk about the episode, and I'm going to tell you why, but we're going to keep everyone in suspense, <laughs> and, I mean, especially because, alright, uh, unfor the unfortunate news over the weekend is that the longtime host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek, uh, unfortunately passed away. Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was he was battling. Uh, oh, I already forgot what kind of cancer it was. Um, but uh, he was by, but you know he lived at the age of eighty, long, uh, full life. Uh, you know he will be missed. You know as a person who loves game shows. Uh, you know, uh, yes, following all the game shows. Yeah, exactly. Following all the game shows, th th this one did hit, hit hard for me, and uh, I found oh. a way to make this episode relate to that. And like I said, to like stay tuned, and you'll know how I how I join Jeopardy in this episode together. <laughs> <laughs> so rest in peace. Yes, yes, re rest in peace, uh, um, Alex. But how how has your day been? Anna. I want to talk some... Oh, I just wanted to tell everyone that I'm a Smurf today. Oh, yes! <laughs> Anna is a Smurf. Oh, you know, she she went from one 80s cartoon to another. Uh, because, you know, she decided to get a new uh, hair dye. And... I'm kidding. My, my hair is, like, so, like dark and you see a hint of blue you see a hint of blue i mean all right so like if you guys are like oh man if you're like thinking like this crazy anime color blue that her hair is no it, it it's not it's 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 very dark very black it's just that there's just a hint of blue in there like you only really see it in the in the light well you know people know about your hair but Let's go into Ninja Turtles. Uh, this week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about the episode Four Musket Turtles. And something that I've been thinking about like for a whole week now, ever since we did our last podcast when we ended it, uh -huh. and how you were translating uh, the Four Musketeers. Yes. And you were saying like how like the translation was literally like guns. Yes. I am so wondering if like in other languages, they... Um, they translated also to guns because I never made the connection between <laughs> their names to musket. And like, and like, ever since you said that, I'm like, oh, like, yeah. Like, even though they don't use muskets, they're more, they mainly, uh, the mainly those characters always like use like swords, like the fencing swords. Yes. Like, that's what I've always associated. And then you just blew my mind. <laughs> That their name is, like, related to a firearm. Yes. It, like, that, that was, like, 
I, I, like, I'm so curious, like, how... And I think this story originated in France, maybe Europe? Uh, no, well, France is in Europe, but, I mean... But, I think we have to find some friends in other countries and say that, uh, hey, did... Did you ever watch this episode? Right. Well, I, well, I, I'm not talking about the episode. I'm talking about the Musketeers. Like, oh, the actual the the, 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 the actual source of uh-huh, like what uh-huh, this episode uh-huh. is actually based off of. Because that's what I'm so I'm so curious if like the Spanish translation of it is also like three guns or something like that. And like, or maybe, or maybe when like maybe like whatever country this originated from, obviously. If you guys can't tell from this podcast, I'm not a Three Musketeers expert. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just know it tastes delicious. The candy does. <laughs> but, uh, but like, I'm just wondering, like, because uh, I believe it or- originated in France. Uh-huh. And I'm just wondering if, like, maybe, maybe, like, the, they, tr- it was, like, three maybe, weapons. And, yeah. like, America, like, took it, or even England took it and like they just said oh hey let's make it muskets because muskets sound cooler like i'm so curious how this worked yes now that you're mentioning i'm saying like maybe the original was something else and they mistranslate in this language in the in english yeah yeah maybe got mistranslated in english and then like in other countries they they took the english translation that was like wrong like this is the way that like like I should have like looked up all this stuff. We have to. We we will do it. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. Well, you know, or you know, and also if you have if you're listening to this, you have this information for us. Let us know. Like you know, like tag us on Twitter or something or Facebook, wherever you want to tag us. Things I'm just so curious about. You know, you can ask my sister. Like uh, she's expert in this kind of stuff. She she's an expert at the Three Musketeers. <laughs> no. Like like you know. My younger sister, she's, she knows French and she uh, she knows English very well. But, but does she, she know the Three Musketeers? I don't uh, like look. I know language too. No, she has she has a master of art in the literature. Okay 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 okay. So she has. Now, to now, know. She has a okay. So since she has a ma- master of art in literature, then she would probably know. All right, I'll stop making fun of. <laughs> fun of her for knowing more languages than I will ever know in my life. <laughs> I will, uh, no, I, I, I'll, I'll have to message her. Maybe there has to be some sort of, like, uh, like I said, like, when you told me, like, it literally turns into three guns, like, it, it just blew my mind because I never, like, correlated the two. To, I never correlated their name to guns before. Yes. And, like, now that's all I can see it is guns. <laughs> like, and I'm just curious how to, like, was it supposed to be? Like, it's just, oh, man, like, yeah. Uh, but if you know this information, if you, listener, you know this information, let us know, because we, uh, we don't know. We'll find out, but... <laughs> uh, all right, you know what? Let's get into the news. Yes. All right, so uh, this week is a very light news week. There actually is not much into it, uh, so... Let's go ahead and get started with the first thing I want to talk about. And so uh, Figpins uh, announced they're doing Ninja Turtles. And uh, pre-orders are now live at Figpin.com. Oh, really? Yeah. So And they'll be like this shiny, like the classic ones and everything? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What we're seeing is the actual pins. Oh, cool. You're right. So... If you guys don't know what uh, fake pins are, um, they're basically think of like 
like you know like the pins that you like you know you put where you put on your hat you put in your clothes put in your backpack except they're like the full body of a character and in fact like each of them come with a stand and <clears throat> oh sorry that... really they come with a stand yeah they come with a stand so they can actually like stand up like so you don't have to actually attack them on the wall you can actually like you know just put them uh like you know freestanding for, for display yeah exactly exactly uh most of the time uh i've i've seen the fig pins do for video games a lot of video games like kingdom hearts um and then a lot of anime like my hero academia i see that a lot uh so uh this is our first time doing ninja turtles and uh, uh so uh pre-orders are now live if you go to figpin.com I'm guessing that they'll be hitting stores like Walmart and Target eventually. Each pin is $15. You can pre-order the whole set for $60. Uh, the, you know, there's that's if you multiply 15 by 4, that's 60. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're teaching math. Exactly, we're teaching math. That's what you get for this podcast is math. Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, and the, uh, I really like them. You have to uh, order these. Oh, I, I, I will totally order them. <laughs> I'll totally order them uh, for you guys that's listening to the audio podcast. Uh, it is the four classic turtles, like and and they all have like the classic poses, which like look really cool. Uh, so definitely uh, check them out. It, uh, and yeah, uh, like I said, fifteen dollars each, and pre-orders are open now. That's pretty much all we have <laughs> about uh, fake pins. Yeah. And our, like I said, light news week, we only have one other thing to talk about, and that is uh, Wizard World. Uh, so Wizard World Virtual. What is that? All right, so Wizard World is a convention. It's like, you know, it, they have it, like, you know, throughout the country. Uh-huh. And so, well, now that, you know, we have, like, our COVID standards... Uh, you know, we can't actually have conventions because, you know, we can't pack people in a place. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, this is the way that, uh, Wizard World is kind of, like, uh, go, getting around this by they're making virtual conventions. Uh-huh. And so, this weekend, and, like, when I mean, like, weekend, I mean, like, Sunday. So, this Sunday, Wizard World is having a panel with... Judith Hogue and Ernie Reyes Jr. from the original Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, we've had the uh, fortunate we've we've been fortunate we've met both of them and we've actually talked talked about them. Uh-huh. Uh, they're both really awesome people. So uh, you can stream the panel. You can stream it through. They said through uh, YouTube, uh, Twitch. Uh, Instagram, I think. I, they, they've listed, like, multiple ways to, to stream the panel. It's going to be live uh, this Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. And we actually have our the link in our, in our video and also in our uh, podcast description. So be sure to check out that link to, um, to see for the panel. So you can watch that. The panel is 100% free. You can, like, watch it. It's an hour. It's scheduled for an hour. It should be, like, really uh, cool. Now, with, you know, obviously with conventions, people, you know, uh, with virtual ones, you know, people are missing the big ones. The big thing about virtual, uh, sorry, uh, the big thing about conventions that people are missing are, you know, that 
one-on-one -on -one interaction and uh, and like you know autographs. Yes. Right. So uh, they've actually you know Wizard World actually like you know uh, set up a good way or like a way for you to do this so you can still have a chance to do that. And so if also when you click on that link, you should um you should be able to see where you can get autographs from either Judith or Ernie. Uh-huh. And you can also uh you can also schedule one-on-one -on -one, like 2-minute video conference calls. Yes. Uh with uh with them. Oh, and really? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to uh, you have to purchase it by November twenty first. I know the, I know the uh, the actual like uh, one on one like uh, conference call. They're going to be scheduled on November twenty second. Uh, so that, that's why you got to uh, make sure you purchase it by the twenty first. And also, if also you can also have them do like a video shout out if you want to as well. Mm -hmm. So those experiences are not free. Uh, like just to let you guys know. Uh, Judith, an autograph, a video conference call, or a video shout-out, all those will at, will cost you about uh, $60 for one of those experiences. That's not bad. No, no, to be honest, it's not that bad. And uh, Ernie, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr., um, he is only charging 45 So, uh, so, you know, Ernie's a little bit cheaper, you know, uh, um, like, and if you guys don't know, Judith obviously was April O'Neil, uh, like, you know, from the original movie, and Ernie, he played as, oh gosh, I already, Kino in the second movie, but not only was he in the second movie, he was also, he was also like the stunt, um, guy for Donatello in the first movie. Eh? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So he he was involved with both movies. This is that the second movie you actually get to see his face. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. But you definitely check that out. Like I said, we have a link in our Do you know description. How long are they? Um. Like the in. Um, the, one on one. It's gonna. It's two minutes. Oh. Two it, minutes. Yeah. 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 It, it's two minutes, and trust me. I mean, it's cool. It's awesome, and it goes by so fast. But it it is a cool experience. It's just that. Yeah, it's two minutes. Is two minutes is like really fast. Like you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely check that out if you guys are interested. Like I said, we have the we have the description in our in our description. We have the link uh, to get to it. So and that should have all the information there. Also, this weekend they're also having a uh, Power Rangers panel. Um, so which is pretty cool. It's like the the villains of Power Rangers. So you know. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. I definitely want to check that out. Uh, but yeah, uh, and that's really all we got this week. No toys? Uh, no toys. No, no. Um, Toy-wise, I'm going to say this. Uh, this week, uh, the two-pack of the Triceratons, and I'm already blanking out on their names, mainly because uh, they didn't. Act, they never said their names in the cartoon show ever. Um, but that two pack should be coming out either this week or next week at tar uh, at Target in the Target stores and in their websites. I have, no one has seen it yet, so uh, physically, so we uh, we'll we'll see uh, when it actually comes out. Also, I want to uh, bring up uh, the other one is uh, Splinter and Shredder. Um, it was supposed to be released at Walmart last week. Uh, I've like asked around, no one has seen those figures at Walmart. It's kind of weird. Oh. Yes. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Re re really weird, but 
Oh, uh, but yeah, uh, but no new toy news. Uh, mate, that's probably honestly because we're getting so close to the holidays that they're probably not going to like like right now is not the time for them to release anything new. Like right right now is the time for them to put everything in the shelves uh, because like by December everything should be gone. And so we're like they're probably not going to announce anything until like until the, the next year, like and that's just because of like the way that it goes. Um, but yeah, uh, but that's that's all we got. Uh, that was probably the ever since we started this podcast, that's probably the least amount of time we spent on the news, to be honest. <laughs> But you know, it's, it's okay. Like it happens sometimes. Yeah. You have more news, sometimes you have less news. Right, and I'm gonna guess that we're gonna have less news for the rest of the year because, like I said, right now thing like we're as we're going down from the end of the year. Uh, so many people. This is like when start a lot of people start taking vacations. This is when, uh, like you know, like I said, uh, action figure wise, everyone wants to get all these released before December. So, um, like, you know, this is all we're going to see, uh, pretty much, um, in, um, in the shelves, like whatever, uh, get, gets released. Uh, so, you know, things probably won't start picking up until like in the middle of January or even the beginning of February. Uh, you know, I think your news is, uh, new season is <laughs> working with the, our grass season. <laughs> right. That'd be more. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. But let's start to get into the episode. You ready for that? Yes. All right. This week we're talking about the episode Four Musca Turtles. This is season three, episode 16. This originally aired on October 16th, 1989. This was uh, directed by Bill Wolf and written by Doug Molitor. Now, yes, I noticed that I saw this name. You saw this name, all right. Uh, here is the interesting facts. Yes. About about Doug Molitor. Uh, you know, because uh, he's written for a lot of series, a lot of cartoons, even some live action stuff. In 1987, he was a four-time Jeopardy champion. Really? Yes. Which I thought was amazing, and he actually made it in the tenth anniversary like contest of champ of uh, of uh, the tournament of champions. Oh wow! So he must be a very very smart. intelligent person. Yeah, yeah, very intelligent person. Uh, like this, like obviously, like came in like probably like the most perfect timing. Uh, just I mean, well. I mean, I don't want to say that perfect timing. That's kind of like morbid to say, but it's just ironic how like, you know, we had the recent passing of Alex Trebek, and then we had, we get a Ninja Turtle episode that actually yes, you know, yes. Gets into, everything like, is like symbolically like connected. Yeah, exactly. The only thing I will say about this episode, if only we had this episode like two weeks before when we had like Halloween, because you know with all the costumes and everything, we could have totally pulled this off as a Halloween episode. <laughs> But you know, uh, you know, so we got the next best, best way to, uh, you know, to tie it into real world events, to yeah. calendar events. Or right, honey, you you ready to give us a summary? <laughs> summary. Okay, so uh, there was like a carnival kind of thing, and everyone were like wearing like uh, funny costumes and everything, and then there was a um, jewelry place that they had an expensive uh, stone. 
and um, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady like uh, um, they went inside there because Crank sent them to uh, get the stone because he wanted to um, um, use the power of the stone to protect himself and uh, they steal the stone and um, so like Shredder, Crank, everyone were after the stone and uh, in the fighting, uh, the stone uh, fall out and uh, Irma found it and uh, and wear it and went to the uh, carnival because the, um, Mr. Thompson sent him to film the uh, carnival and then the turtle saw that the uh, Irma is wearing the, uh, uh, the jewelry and then Sh uh, Shredder also find out and uh, uh, found out that uh, Irma is wearing it so yeah. He kidnapped the Irma and and then Irma thought that Shredder is in love with him and <laughs> and then uh, like it was all fighting around the, the stone until like um uh Krang finally found it. Uh, is it? Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Krang like finally got it. Yeah. And then and then like, you know, the, then the like shutter tried to use it. He, you know, he got trapped in the thing because it was meant meant for him. And then finally, like the turtles were able to like get away get away from them, and it just fell in the kitchen sink. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I didn't like the end. That's why I forgot about it. <laughs> you know. So okay. So you mentioned everything about like the gem and everything in like how, what the bad guys were doing, even what Irma was doing, but you completely completely skipped the, the main <laughs> plot of the episode. The big focus, like, the reason why this this episode got the title, The Four Musketurtles. Uh, that's why you, that's why you, I think you told me to tell this. That's the, right. So many. Like, you went everywhere, and, like, you, it was, like, almost, like, you carefully made sure not to talk about that Leonardo... <laughs> He gets amnesia and thinks he's D'Artagnan from the Three Musketeers. I just talked about the parts that it was interesting for me. Krang and Irma. Yeah, Krang and Irma. All the characters you really care about. <laughs> and, like, the turtles are... The turtles into Anna are, like, the Nothing. secondary characters. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Leo... Leo's, like, uh, plot... That was, that was Anna's B-plot. <laughs> Well, everything else was the A plot. <laughs> All right, you you want to talk about uh, uh child Jason's like memory of this episode? Yes. All right. I would so, love that. Yes. All right. So this this episode holds a special place in my heart, to be honest, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. So, uh, like like most naive children in the '90s, what happened was. Around season five, season six, season seven, uh, that's like where, ch like the children were kind of like, you know what? I I'm a little too grown up for Ninja Turtles now. <laughs> I'm ready to move on to something else, or or like you know, uh, I I'm a little sick of like uh, these these stories now. I'm ready to move on to like you know, like somewhere in there, they 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 moved on to the other stuff. Uh huh. And. I unfortunately was one of those children. I did like move on, like, uh, like, and I want to say if if my memory serves me correctly, I believe it was like season six, be and I believe it was season six when I kind of like, stopped watching it. 
And I was kind of like, okay, I'm ready to, like, move on to other things. Uh-huh. And, well, then I went to Iran. I went to Iran, visit my family. And, well, in Iran, like, I mean, uh, you know, most countries when, like, something's popular in America, uh, in, in most of America has, like, moved on after that. Like, it just the, started. Yeah, it just started. Uh-huh. And so I go to Iran, and, like, Iran is, like, they're crazy about Ninja Turtles. 100%. Like, you know, like, my cousins, my, uh, like, like, everywhere we go, there's Ninja Turtles, like, everywhere. Uh-huh. And, like, I, I remember they even had, like, uh, a VHS tape. Uh, I, I, I still think it's VHS. But, like, I was so tempted to get it. The only problem was, um, so the problem was, uh, the tape did not work in American VCRs. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Like, they did that. And then also, the language was also in German. It wasn't even in English. It wasn't in English or Farsi. It was in German. <laughs> and so that's why, like, that's why we're like, oh, yeah, we're not getting that. But all that trip like really reinvigorated my love for Ninja Turtles. And so as soon as I came back to the States, uh, whatever, like it, it had to be, it was either season seven or season six, six that was about to start because it was not the season. It's not the red sky seasons. This was before the red sky seasons, but that one was about to start, but it hadn't started yet. And, but, like, I was like, I, I, I need to watch Ninja Turtles. Like, I, I really was like, I need to watch Ninja Turtles. And so, I set my VCR. So, your cousin saved you. Yeah, my cousin saved me. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, my cousin saved me. I set my VCR uh, to record the, the next episode from Syndication. And, which actually was this episode. It, uh-huh. Like, yeah. And especially, like, at that time, I really was... Like, you know, when you, we'll get to the later seasons, but, like, I really felt like, okay, the episodes that aired on CBS were nowhere near as cool as the ones that we're watching now, like the syndication episodes. Uh-huh. And, like, you, uh, you'll probably, you'll probably see the shift of, like, uh, that coming up, like, in, in a couple of years. Okay. And, but, like... But yeah, this was the episode like that that came on. I was like, so yeah, and like I watched it, and like it really was like it was really like me like finding my friends again. <laughs> like it really was like oh, and I got so excited, and like I just loved like this episode, and I was, and I was getting all excited, and that actually was a Friday, and then I was like I was like oh yeah, no, no matter what, like okay, I'm gonna record for the rest of the for the rest of the time, like you know while. While the show is on. Unfortunately, after that, the, uh, the syndication stopped showing Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, that happened to be the last one that was airing on syndication in my area. And, like, after that, like, it, it, it moved off. I believe at that time it moved into the cable channel USA. We um, if you guys didn't know, we, um, I mentioned this a couple times growing up, I didn't have cable. Uh, like, you know, so I never got to, never got to watch Ninja Turtles on, um, on cable. By the time we got cable, it just came out. It just locked that channel. 
Uh, but yeah, like it, it really was like that. But this one really was like, oh, and then because after this, like I started watching and uh, like you know every time the new episodes came on i was like oh yeah ninja turtles ninja turtles i was like it so just... for a period of time you missed it and for a period of time there was a period of time where i was stopped i stopped watching it oh there was a period of time I but stopped... later you catch up on them La- yeah later la- yeah la- la- later on i, I catched up uh, and everything like in most most of the time most of the episodes to be honest like that i missed and like i, I think it was like a total of like 10 maybe less than that uh maybe 13 but the ones i missed i eventually i watched it when the dvds came out uh-huh. but yeah uh, but that, that's what that, that's why this episode like kind of holds a special memory to my heart because it really was like this really like just it, every time i think about the time when like i i felt i was too old for the show or i was too cool for the, for the show and then I watched, I saw this episode and I was like, no, no, I'm not. This episode, the, the, the show's still cool. <laughs> Never too old for Ninja Turtles. That's right. That's our slogan. Never too old for Ninja Turtles. That's right. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and start breaking down this episode. So the beginning of this episode, we see that for some reason, New York City is celebrating Mardi Gras. Uh, do you know what Mardi Gras is? No. All right. Mardi Gras is a festival that is mainly celebrated in the state of Louisiana, uh, mainly in the city of New Orleans. Uh-huh. It's in oh gosh, uh, this is this is when I need Stephen. Uh, you know because uh, Stephen knows all this stuff because he grew up in that area, in that <laughs> bad bad area. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I believe it's in February. I know it's I know it's called like Fat. Uh, so there's Fat Tuesday, and then Ash Wednesday, uh, and in like and it has correlation to uh, Lent, I believe. All right, all you all you Mardi Gras experts going out there, or Stephen, if you're listening to this, just stop giving me a hard time. <laughs> I try to give it as best as I can, but Mardi Gras is a is a big celebration. Uh, uh, over there, uh, you see a lot of people like they they have like costumes. It's not like Halloween costumes, but like just uh, like a lot of masks. You, you like you know they have like the Mardi Gras masks, uh-huh. and like uh, that that's like you know and you, I know you've seen those masks. They 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 have like the bright colors. Oh, and, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, and then uh, the best thing about Mardi Is Gras is it related to like theater or something it kind of looks like uh, like the theater masks like it kind of kind of like uh, something like that uh the best part about uh mardi gras is that oh it actually like they have this cake it's called the kink cake uh-huh. and like it's delicious and uh-huh. then and like yeah and the thing is like uh they, they put like a little plastic uh toy baby all in it uh-huh. And like whoever finds the baby, um, they have to like they're the ones who have to bring the cake the next time. Oh really? Yeah. I think I just knew a little about the cake that they hide something in the cake. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had something in the cake, and the cake's all po- colorful, very delicious. Mm-hmm. Where did you eat that? Um, I I had coworkers from uh uh from like you know New Orleans. They they always like brought it in. Uh, usually Kroger and Publix, uh, they they have the cake um, as well during that time. Uh-huh. Right, yeah, but it, it it it's a fun festival in that um 
in uh, during that time in that in that setting. I've never never seen it personally, but from secondhand, uh, like your friends. Yeah, friends. Yeah, it's exa- exactly, exactly. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, we see. We see, like, you know, we see people in costume in, um, in here. April is dressed like a person from the 14th century. <laughs> she even says, like, she's, like, this character from the Three Musketeers to, like, you know, you know, jumpstart the episode. But the one thing I want to talk about is, uh, there's a few costumes I want to talk about. I want to talk about, like... A skeleton. The skeleton. <laughs> Skeleton. The skeleton. I don't use a skeleton. Yeah, the skeleton. All right, all right. Not only okay, so you have to make a gift for this. I will make a gift for the skeleton. This is too like good to miss it. This is like too good to miss it. It's in the background and like, so uh, like it, it. It's one of those that like I wrote it. I wrote it down like over here. I just wrote skeleton, <laughs> and and I, I was trying to pass it off. I was like I was like I don't want to say I don't want to bring it to up. I, I just like you know want to bring it up in the podcast. Then Anna was like, "Stop! We have to watch the scene over again." And I, and, and I was like, and then she was like, "Pause it right here." I was like, "Do you see the skeleton?" I was like, "I was like I wrote about the skeleton." <laughs> so, all right, the skeleton is like see through. Like this is pretty much. There has there's a story between the of the skeleton. It was a live skeleton. It's a live skeleton. It uh, wasn't a costume. It was a, a skeleton that has eyes and moves and everything. And right. it's so creepy between the crowd. It's so creepy between the crowd. Like, you know how, like, the turtles, like, mention how, like, oh, we're not in costume because we can actually go out in public? Yeah. I think this is what the skeleton's doing, too. <laughs> He's like, hey, I can go out in public, too. <laughs> when, like, no one notices it. No one notices it. I mean, he's only in this one seat in, like... Like, you can, like, you. there's no way a person could be in this body. This has to be a skeleton. I mean, because, like, like you can see through the bones. You can, I was like, uh, like, <laughs> like, really? Why did they pick this? Like, whoever, like, drew this in the background was like, oh, you know what's fun to draw? Let me draw a skeleton. And just, like, pick it the most real-like skeleton <laughs> it can be. I have no idea why they did that. I really don't know either. Uh, the other costume that really caught my eye was, I don't know if you saw this one, there is a kid in the Ninja Turtle costume. Oh, when they were, like, passing, isn't it? No, no, it's everywhere. Really? He is everywhere. It's like, I mean, there's probably some other costumes, but this one caught my eye because, like, one point he's behind April, and then and then one point he's he's uh, walking down like in a parade kind of thing, and then another shot he's over there, and like this kid in the in the in the initial costume is just everywhere, oh like everywhere God. you turn in this party, the kid is over there, like hey, really? hey yes, yes, I saw I saw the horse face guy, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there is a horse face guy, yeah, I, I saw I saw him too, yeah, I saw next to the April there was a uh, like a little kid with a. Bear mask. Yeah. I saw that one. <laughs> right. No, I'm just saying. Like, rewatch the scene, guys. Oh, Look for the I, kid in the in the industrial costume. It's just like, just somehow, like he he makes a way to appear in every scene. I think I saw it when in one point. Only. Yeah. Like I mean, and like, cause even like when we get in the later in the episode, like when we see the crowd shots again. Like it's like every every time there's a crowd shot, he's there. 
Yes, I think I saw it on like one point that uh, for a second I thought that it was that uh, fifth turtle. That fifth turtle, like Zach? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really dressed up like almost like Zach. Yes, yes. Right, exactly. No, I, and there was, a, there was a lady, she had like a, a star uh, mask. Did you see that? No, I didn't. It, it was so funny because it it just looked like it came from the masked singer. <laughs> oh, gosh. These costumes will pro- totally rival that show, The Masked Singer. <laughs> All right. Uh, Donatello. Did his voice sound a little different. Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. You didn't pay? All right. So, uh, Donatello voiced again by Greg Berg. If you remember a couple episodes ago... He was voiced by he was voiced by him, uh-huh. and remember I, I remember I described it like to me it all sounded like he's he sounds sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, again, he's voiced by Donatello. This time around, though, um, he's not like the main focus. Like you know, he's not the main focus of the episode. Like last time, Greg voiced Donatello. Donatello was like the main focal point, but here he's not. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because you you pay attention to like voices so much and right. I usually pay attention to background. <laughs> right, exactly. At this point, this is where April's doing like the news thing and like and then she's right outside like the jewelry store. But before that, uh she was showing the it was here that she was uh, showing the books to the turtles. Uh yes. Yes, over here is where she's showing the book to the turtle. Yes, before before she does the uh, the news thing about the gem. Yes, she this is where she shows the book to the turtles because she was like, you should read this book. It's uh, the four musketeers, no three musketeers. Sorry, three musketeers. Yes, when she was showing the books, uh, it was a close shot of the book. Yeah. With uh, April's hand like holding the book, but uh, it was very fast. But uh, I think there was a mistake that. Uh, in um because there was two right hand of the April oh, ho- holding the book. Oh, I have to look at that. I know. I don't. I, I don't. I think I missed that. I have to. Yes. I I I'll definitely like take a picture of that and like you know see. You could be right. Yes. I, I could see that kind of mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else I want to before I move on. Uh, something else I want to men- mention is like Vernon. He sees the turtles, and he's like. What kind of costume are these, guys? <laughs> and, like, you know, Raph gives them some, some grief, and he's giving them some grief. But, like, my big thing about Vernon is Vernon has seen the turtles before. <laughs> like, you know, we're in episode 16 of, of, of season 3. I mean, he knows what they look like. Yes, yes. And, like, all of a sudden, his lo- he, does, he can't tell. Like, he can't even, like grabs a concept that they're even dressed up as the turtles <sighs> like i mean he can't co- like you know he does he should know that april is friends with the turtles and but like he he never he doesn't put two to two together <laughs> come on Vernon. What, it what? was a it was a bad example of like being bully and like uh making fun of each other's differences right yeah no uh, d- definitely i definitely agree with you but so, so now we're at the point where April's she's doing a like news report about the of oh, because the I mean the turtles replied back to yeah no 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 yeah yeah they replied back and they're like 
oh, your mask is ugly. And he's like, I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, you're, you're, you're definitely right about that. But so at this point, uh, April, um, April's doing the news report about the about the jewel, and so we see the jewel in the window, and then we get to the next shot, and they forgot to put the jewel in in the in the cell. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Oh, did I? Yeah, like we're gonna be tracking this jewel, guys, because there's a <laughs> all right. So there's no wrong turtle talking. In this episode, mainly because the turtles are wearing, like, different outfits, so it's actually, like, easier for the animators to, to, not, to not mistaken them. But the jewel, the jewel has, gets some, like, funky, like, errors in this episode. But this is, like, one of the first ones where she's talking about it, we see the news report, and then, like, after we see the guy, like, put the jewel in the window, the next shot... She's talking about it, and they just forget to put the jewel in the cell. And so, the background, uh, there's no jewel in the background uh, where the window is, and it's like, it's missing. <laughs> but yeah, and so, the next thing we do is we cut to uh, Shredder and Krang in the Technodrome. Oh my goodness. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, t- I want to hear, hear what you're... Uh... What you have to say? Krang has a family. Yes, Krang has a family. We find out. Okay. How adorable. Okay, we still don't know what race Krang is. I mean, we can assume Utrom because of like the Ninja Turtle comics, but they don't actually flat out say what what race it is. Um, but what there's you... other Krang. There's other brains. <sighs> what do you mean, like what race it is? Like, like I mean, the what what uh alien race? Huh. What uh, does Utrom means? Oh, uh, Utrom is okay. So in the original comics, like these brains that were like in the bodies and like these uh, android bodies, um, uh, they were called Utroms in the original comics. Huh. Original and, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the original Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just that the cartoon series they took that concept and they created Crane from that concept. Huh. And so, uh, like, and they never in this series in the 10 seasons of the series, they never say, like, he's a Utra. They don't say what race he is. Uh-huh. Right. Now, all right. Something else I want to mention about this. Like, you know, it is funny because we see, like, you know, <laughs> we see one of them has a mustache. One of them has a mustache. It's, like, hilarious. I, I, I really... I think that was a grandpa. Yeah, it probably was a grandpa. Oh, I think some have to make it as a baby shark, like a grandpa shark. <laughs> Grandpa, Grandpa Krang? Yeah, Grandpa Krang. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Now, alright, so something I want to mention, because if you remember way back in season one, they mentioned that Krang was banished out of his body. Huh? And. And then in this scene, in this, like, flashback scene... All of them were in the body? Yeah, all of them, like, did not have their body. Like, all of them were brains. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it's... I mean, it's obviously a continuity error, um, like, from them, because, I mean, unless if... Unless if Krang's whole family was, like, banished, <sighs> like, from their bodies, and they all had to use the bubble walker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but, you know, all right, 
I do want him to say I like the way they set this up because I like because like um uh sh- like Shredder's like talking to Krang and like because Shredder's asking about the the jewel the gem and Krang goes like Are you ready for a flashback? And like just like break into fourth wall and like just like hey hey guess what we're going into a flashback scene. You see how much emotion he has. I I, I saw. <sighs> but yeah, we we find out that um. That Krang's, like, you know, race, they created this impervium gem. Uh-huh. Right. And that, and that, and obviously, Krang wants it because, you know, first, you know, it's his. How it got to Earth, we don't know. Uh, you know, I somehow got banished into Earth. Uh, like... I'm glad you understand this complicated stuff because I have no idea why. Right. You just saw cute brains and you're like, oh, Krang has a family! <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, Krang wants... Uh, Krang wants the gem, and then he secretly does not tell Shredder that with the gem he can make he can make himself invincible. But uh, you know he's hiding it from Shredder and not letting Shredder know. And then here we uh, we go into the scene of the turtles while the three turtles they're watching uh, some polka dotted alien monster movie with Superman with like discount Superman like fighting it in black and white yeah in black and white but I think tur- the Turtles thing the Turtles TV it's either black and white or it's color it depends on like who is animating and like I guess what whichever person is animating determines like how much money the the Turtles have what is your what is your feeling about uh, Turtles house do you feel it like cozy and comfortable? Like, do you, or do you think if one day you spend over there, you'll be depressed or you'll have fun or what? I think it's co- it looks cozy and comfortable. Actually, it like because it looks like a home. Yes, it, it's so much home, isn't it? it? it it's so much. They have, so like, much love in it. There's so much love in it. To be honest, like they did a good job on like making this sewer look like a home. Yes. Yeah. Uh, something I note uh, is that. The turtles in this episode they're eating grape jelly pizza, <laughs> and parts of me I'm wondering if like when the writers or like the animators or the artists like heard grape jelly if they would just if they mistaken it with jelly beans because it looked more like jelly beans instead of like jelly jelly. Yes. Um, on the pizza, but but no, I, I will say the the, the turtle song looks very cozy. Like, you know, I, I would love to spend, like, a weekend over there. <laughs> but, yeah, the the three turtles, they're, they're watching this movie, and, like, Leo is engrossed in the Three Musketeers book. Yes, there are, uh, the three of them are eating, and but Leonardo is just reading books. Right, right. Leonardo is just reading the book, and, like, you know, he goes and, like, talks to Splinter, and then he has the idea of, like, all right, I'm going to have April get us costumes, uh, so we can dress up as the Three Musketeers. And the one thing I note here is that right before he calls April, we hear, like, the communicator, like, beep, like, someone's calling him. Uh-huh. Like, and uh, th- th- obviously that, like, was a mistake. Cause... Oh, that was a uh, mistake in edit. Yeah, yeah, that was a mistake in, like, whoever was doing the sound effects. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like... Like, I'm sure, like, someone saw, like, oh, he's opening the communicator. Oh, 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 someone had to call him. And, like, you know, didn't realize that it had to be the other way. Oh, yes. 
You're right. Right, exactly. And, like, you know, he calls April. April, like, gives him uh, costumes and everything. But when uh, Leonardo went to talk to uh, Esplanade, did you pay attention that Esplanade's room was, like, all Japanese style? Yes. Yes, yes. It, I, it, I love nice, it. Like, yeah, no, I like, I like it, too. They did a really good job on, like... Like, you know, especially, like, you know, like, with this character, he likes to do the meditation. Yes, they put all the elements of the... Right. Japanese culture. Right, exactly. And so, at this point, this is where... This is where, um, Shredder, Rocksteady, or, no, I don't think Shredder was there. I think it was just Rocksteady and Bebop. They're, they're the ones who break into the... The gem yes. store, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Shred Shredder wasn't there. Um... And they're they're over there to steal the diamond, and like the turtles go in, uh, at, um, after them to stop them. Something I wrote is that Irma er, uh, like uh like uh called out like, oh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Right. Like, how did how did she know the name of the Bebop and Rocksteady? She's seen them before, hasn't she? I don't think so. I I want to I don't know you, I want to say she's seen them. No, I, I, I know she saw uh, Shredder. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. But, alright. So many continuity errors. Like, just here with April and her friends in this episode. Because, you know, Irma immediately recognizes Roxanne Bebop. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, they go and hide. And, like, in, like, you know, at this point, like, this is like when, uh... Leo calls calls April and April's like, Hey, these two are over here robbing the thing and so that's how like the turtles like go up there. Yes. And like so Irma know who Roxanne and Bebop are. Vernon does not know who the turtles are. Like it, it it's just like it's things that are so inconsistent, like <laughs> right now. And then we'll get into the major inconsistency. That happens later with Irma and recognizing characters that, that who she probably should know. Yes, exactly. Especially if she knows who Roxanne and Bebop are. <laughs> but I want to say she... I, 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 have to, I have to look back. But I want to say she's seen Roxanne and Bebop before. I mean, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I thought that uh, it was the first time. Uh, it, it could be. I, and I could be mistaken. Like, you know. Um, um, but... The turtles are fighting Roxanne and Bebop, and then here's where, like, all right, I think one of my one of my favorite things is like they're trying to get the gem. They, they like you know the, the the jeweler calls it the gem of Brazil. Like I don't know, like I don't know how like they got that name. Uh, I, I the part I thought was funny is because at one point Roxanne calls it the Peruvian gem, and when it was supposed to be the Impervium gem. Uh -huh. And like so, I'm thinking, I'm thinking their logic of like their writer's logic was somebody must have known that this gem was called impervium, but they probably mistaken it as Peruvian. Uh -huh. And then like whoever got this, like heard it was from South America, and just went with Brazil. <laughs> like this is my crazy logic. That I'm totally putting in my head cannon on like how this gem got became the gem of Brazil. 
they just I think they just wanted to say that this is valuable and right. this is like from somewhere special. Right, right, exactly. Uh, but I did like like the guy's like, you can't take this, and then we see Bebop just break the glass. Yes, I wrote it like. Breaking glass. First of all, they put those in it in some kind of like glasses that is not breakable. Right. But you know what? All right. We say it's not breakable. We don't know. We've never met a mutant warthog before. Yes, that's so, true. So, you know, I mean, we might make this really powerful glass, but we don't know. <laughs> since we don't have the factor of we don't know how strong a mutant warthog is, maybe... It is true that a mutant warthog can break this glass easy, just like how Bebop did. <laughs> and and then obviously during this fight, this is where, um, and I believe it was Bebop, um, hits Leo in the head really hard. Yes. And he gets knocked out while the other three are more are off to the side at this point. And when that happens, the gem just kind of, like, flies out and happens to land in a trash can. <laughs> now, all right. I'm just laughing that I skipped all these parts and right. to the Emma <laughs> part. To the Emma part, yeah. All right. So, uh, before we get into, like, what happens with Leo, let's actually get into Irma. Because Irma is the one who finds the gem in the trash can. Yes. And she's like, oh my gosh, who could throw away this diamond? And like, alright, this rock, this stone, like, became a gem, a diamond, I mean, impervium, Peruvian, Brazil, I mean, this is like, in this one episode, this one, like, um, mineral, rock, whatever, like, this, this one item... He has, like, 20 different identities. <laughs> but, so, Irma finds it in the trash can, and she's like, who could throw this away? And, like, and so she takes it for herself, and, like, my immediate thought was, Irma, you were there when April was reporting on this. You were there when Rocksteady and Bebop were robbing the store. Exactly. Like... What were you doing? How... How did this not cross your mind that this is the same thing <laughs> that belonged to this store? And, like, because obviously they're trying to play it off that Irma's innocent. She's not, you know, because Irma's not stealing an item. She thinks it's been discarded. Yes. Because, you know, Irma's not a thief. The way they probably should have done it was... Not have Irma involved in it at all. Yes. I mean, that's like I mean, obviously they want to have Irma and like, Ir like, cause it's to be honest, I felt Irma's really important to, um, to have this, especially when we get to the later later part of the episode. I mean, it's really important that we have Irma with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, they just she's too involved in the beginning of this to be oblivious and um like to not know what this is <laughs> that's the way i feel about it but all right now let's get to leo we were getting to look, yeah. there, there was there was a part that uh michelangelo says uh bogus dude oh <laughs> what does it mean like okay like you you know the term bogus 
No. All right. Oh man, someone did not grow grow up in America in the eighties. Uh, all right. So a uh, bogus is something. It's like this like surfer slang kind of thing that um that means like uh that like um that it's wrong. It's like uh, uh-huh. I mean I'm trying to think of a good term like that's not bogus because like, <laughs> like like fake. Oh, like okay. like you know you know like 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 just so, something like that. Oh okay. And like that's what like you know and he's obviously saying like no that's not supposed to happen. Uh huh okay. That that's basically what uh what what that was supposed to mean. Uh huh. But that I mean you know that those are the typical lines we cut, we hear from Mikey. Uh huh. All right. So Leo wakes up, and all of a sudden like Leo gets a European accent. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I mean, and because he believes he is Don D'Artagnan from the Four Musketeers. Now, I'm going to say this right now. When I was a child, I always, I keep saying Four Musketeers, Three Musketeers, Three Musketeers. That's what it's called. Um, Now, when I was a child, I knew about the Three Musketeers. Like, you know, that, I mean, that it's, it's like, to be honest, it's like growing up in knowing, knowing about like, you know, oh gosh, like Mother Goose. Uh-huh. Y- you know, like, you know, like, like Jack and Jill, like, th- these are like stories that like, you know. You grow up. You grow up with, like, you know, like, whether, whether you unconsciously learned it, um, or you like learn it you learn it at an early age that these exist yes like you know like like something like king arthur i'm pretty i'm sure you know who king arthur is yes right exactly and like you you don't know when you learned it you just know you know it yes exactly like because it it grows up with you yes so i knew who i knew who the three musketeers are i mean you know and obviously like as a kid the big joke was three musketeers it's the candy bar because you know they made a famous candy about it Oh, I didn't know that. I I saw that in, uh, earlier you mentioned candy. I was trying to find out like what is the relationship between candy. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, look at the logo. Like you'll see three swords. Like uh-huh. I think they added the three swords um into the logo. Like, oh, even last time you gave me a candy. Yeah, yeah. That was the three musketeers. That was the three mus- musketeers bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I I don't know how the candy got that name because uh, it does not. Like, I I it just does. All right, all right. We don't need to go into the history of the candy bar, <laughs> but, but like, yeah. Um, you know, I knew about the Three Musketeers, and like, even this episode tells me the three characters' names, and I already forgot them. Um, I already forgot what the what the three names are from because of this episode. I know who Dar- Don D'Artagnan is. And like because he's like he's like the leader of the group, but he's not technically a musketeer. Uh-huh. And but like and that's how that's how like this like the writers got like because obviously when you have three musketeers but you have four turtles, how do you involve all four of them in? Yes. And this is how they do it, is because the writers obviously knew like, oh, there's this other character who doesn't who does who's like the leader but is not like part of the actual group. Yes. And 
because of this episode, I know who that character is. And unfortunately, um, sorry, Three Musketeers, I know like it's a timeless story. I cannot tell you who the other three are like in from the story. And like, like I said, they mentioned it in this episode, and he mentions it a, f- a few times, but nowhere near as much as like Darn Tartanian. <laughs> no, I just feel like we have to get some of these classic books and start reading them again. Oh no, exactly. We we, we totally should. <laughs> but so at this point, like, uh, Leo Leo wakes up and uh, like you know he's in the sewer. And, like, you know, like, the turtles explain to Splinter, it's like, oh, he, you know, he thinks is this guy. And Splinter's like, all right, you know what? We got to entertain it. Because he'll, like, he was like, Leo will get his memory back eventually. But right now, he's talking with a, Euro- a strange European accent that doesn't make sense. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, we got to entertain his amnesia. And uh, pretend to be who he thinks they are. And, like, you know, and he has the costumes. Because during all this, somehow April had enough time to go get the Three Musketeers outfits. Yes, and, like, they were professional. Yeah, exactly. Like, like she was able to get these outfits. And, like, you know, and Donnie, Donnie does explain that he put the outfits in the in Leo's room. And like it just like in my mind I'm like okay, there's a gem stolen, Rocksteady and Bebop, like where were you guys like like hmm you know what it's you know what it's time, it's time to get these costumes, and and we know this is all cor- cor- during the course of the same day, or because there's no way that this Mardi Gras party lasted for like for two days straight and they're still partying the time management is like obviously not on the writer's side in this episode but what is the name of the guy doug the writer uh doug doc doug wrong exactly exactly look look, he's a four-time jeopardy champion all right Exactly. It's like I'm really hoping that he actually won a question about like the Three Musketeers in, in one of his episodes. Oh, to be honest, this is this is one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> well, it's funny because like so at this point, like you know, Leo has the costumes. So he's like, "All right, guys, you guys, you guys aren't in your outfits. We, you guys need to be in your outfit." And we have like, but the outfits. Outfits uh, was matching with the color of the turtles. Yes, yes, they made the outfits like match with the colors of the turtles. Obviously, they had to. I mean, you know, um, it's, you know, it's like you know, we have to make sure that the co- the the colors. Like <laughs> now, uh, we have to respect their colors. We have to respect the colors. All right, uh, here's something funny. It's like, uh, you know, recently was Halloween, and you got to watch you got to be blessed by watching the 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 best power rangers monster <laughs> which is you know if you remember which is the pumpkin wrapper pumpkin wrapper uh, for a second i wanted to say that, that <laughs> i'm glad i didn't say it uh, i wanted to say the uh, rock pumpkin 
<laughs> is it rapper? I don't know. Right, right. My mind was like, <laughs> you know, he's yeah, he was a punk, punk rapper. rapper. All, right, all right, all right. The reason I'm bringing this up is because in that episode, you probably don't remember this, but now I'm gonna point out to you. You might it might shine a light in your eye because the three Power Rangers, the three guy Power Rangers, uh-huh. they were dressed up as the three Musketeers. Oh, really? Yeah, and when they had their outfits. They matched their colors. Like, you know, like, uh, Jason the Red Ranger was in red, Zack the Black Ranger was in black, and Billy the Blue Ranger was in blue. Uh-huh. And that's why I wanted to bring it up how you said, like, oh, they matched the colors. Uh-huh. Because, uh, like, you know, years down the road, like, you know, the, the next bad successor, which is Power Rangers, took this idea and, and put it in their show as well. <laughs> and they made sure their colors are coordinated. But, like... See, so, Power Ranger and Ninja Turtles are like uh, two siblings that they pretend they don't like each other, but they love each other. That's exactly right. 100%. <laughs> that's 100% right. But the one thing I wrote was, uh, like, so we get the point where, like, Leo's like, hey, you guys wear, want to wear the outfits? And, like, Raph is like, no, I'm not going to wear this outfit. It looks like uh, you can't put me in feathers and tights. And I call this the... F Troop transition. And that's because, alright, so there was this uh, famous comedy show uh, that was, like, well-known, like, like during the time. Like, now now there's, like, I, I probably mentioned the word F Troop, and there's probably, like, a lot of people listening that have, like, no idea what that is. I know you have no idea what that is. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, 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 was, it was a com. It, it was, like, one of those comedy shows, and, like, uh, that, and they, they were doing, like, uh, it was, like, them at, like, the army and that kind of stuff. And there was there would be like scenes where the person was like, "There's no way you're gonna get me to oh uh, to go out there and wear a dress." And then you get to the next scene and he's out there wearing a dress. And that's why I call this the F Troop transition because it really is like you have like Raphael's like, "I'm not wearing this outfit, no way." And then like you know Donnie and uh, Michelangelo is like agreeing with them, and then immediately it just fades into them wearing the outfits but they're not happy about it why don't you uh you're still not the part that my friend is throwing his stuff not yet okay not, not yet I'm, I'm about to, I'm, I'm i'm about to get there but like um i was gonna mention before we get there that like you know we even have like splinter and like you know because leo is like telling splinter that he needs to start cleaning up and because like, you know he's like uh, like he's just he's their servant, and Splinter was like, uh, and then I was like, you said you, we gotta agree with what he says, <laughs> and you see like even Splinter gets like begrudgingly like oh, I don't like this idea. Yes. <laughs> all right, all right, we're going back, we're going back into Technodrome now, because I, there I there 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 is there is, there is a there is a lovers quarrel right now. <laughs> Crank. Yes, Krang. Poor Krang. He wasn't happy. He was throwing his stuff. And that <laughs> moment, I felt like it's a part of me. I, I was seeing myself like, over there. I was seeing you, too. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you mad. I've seen you throw stuff. <laughs> I love Krang. I yeah. think there's a Krang inside me. <laughs> I, probably, I think there is a Krang inside you. <laughs> I really do think... 
<laughs> really do think there's a Krang inside you. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we see Krang. He's like upset at Shredder because Shredder couldn't get the gem. He lost the gem. And he's throwing stuff. Just like, just throwing everything at Shredder. And like, I mean, this, this is really like... You know how, like, you know, you watch, like, a movie or TV show where, like, the wife is upset at the I, husband? Yes, yes. Like, like, Even the way he was, like, mad and talking to Shredder. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Blaming I mean, Shredder. Yes, yes. So, yeah, this is... I think this is Krang's and Shredder's, like, first, like... Wife and husband. A wife and husband fight. Like... <laughs> oh, I loved it. And the I think it was the last like uh thing that he was saying that this time don't fail yeah and he was pointing his finger yes yes <laughs> oh i loved it right and now at this point somehow shredder knew that krang uh wanted the gem to be to make himself invincible because like shredder takes krang's device and he was like, I'm going to make myself invincible. He's like, oh, man, I'm out of Krang. I'm going to use this for myself now. And so it, just a little, like, disconnect, because if you remember when Krang makes that device, he hid that from Shredder, but Shredder knows. So, I don't know, may, maybe during that yelling, like, Krang accidentally said what his plan was. I don't know. Um, and something happened off screen. But... I just, I just wanted to, to like... Uh, remind you, you know that in the uh, in a public podcast, you <laughs> you said that your there's a crank inside your wife. <laughs> you said it. I I did. Uh, uh, unless you edited that, I don't think you will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep that. Everyone, everyone needs to know. It's there. It's there. It is there. <laughs> It is there. There is a brain in my wife's stomach that's controlling her. And you're saying it again. I know, exactly. And it's giving me power. <laughs> I'm glad it's giving you power. But, alright. So like I said, Shredder takes the Krang's device that's going to make him invincible. He just needs the gem inside there. We see Rocksteady hold the device. Did you see what was in the device when Rocksteady was holding it? No. The gem. <laughs> Another inconsistency. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. And now here's the thing. Like, all right. Not only did they like put the gem in there, they also made the gem twinkle. I have a feeling like it wasn't yeah, the the machine and the gem were like a different layer, and they were like painting them different. And I, the way they they were like layering was missing. I think like when they made like this thing, like the default setting of like like the the default like um like uh, the storyboard. Yeah, this default storyboard, like or like the default like way this item looks is like with the gem inside. Uh huh. And. So when they had the scene where Roxy is holding it, but it's supposed to be empty, I think they just made the mistake of like, oh, like like someone's in there is like, oh, we have this thing. Oh no no, the gem needs to go inside there, like not knowing where in the story that this is, uh -huh. and and then like whoever saw that the gem 
was inside this thing was like, oh, we need to anal we need to animate the sparkle on the gem. We can't we have to make it consistent with the other times we see the gem inside this thing. And like it's just like there's so many things and like the fact that like it sparkles like draws the eye to there. And it really was like I was like like as soon as I saw it, I was like the gem is inside there. I'm like I, I know that's a mistake. But yeah. that's, a, that's a glaring mistake because someone took the effort to animate. Uh, <laughs> to animate an- the mistake. To animate the mistake, exactly. Because, like, you know, this isn't, like, one of those, like, oh, the shoe is brown for, like, three seconds, but we, but we colored it correctly for the next, like, five frames. They spent frames... <laughs> animating a glaring mistake. Literally glaring... So, at this point, the bad guys are, uh, they're above and everything, and then this is the first time that the bad guys get to fight the turtles as the musketeers. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, they have, you know, they're, they're fighting with the swords, and I, I just love how, like, Roxanne Beaver calls, like, oh, they have the pointy things. What was the pointy thing? The swords. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, they, they had the swords, you know, like, Leo's, like, swinging from the from the cable or the rope. Yes. And, like, uh, they're doing all these things to stop them. And the way... The way that Bebop Rocksteady stopped the other three turtles was they, they, they ripped the ladder off the building, and then they threw the ladder... Yes. To, like, and they just kind of like, whoa, 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 there's a ladder right there. And they see them, like, run away, and they're like, and, like, this is, like, where they're like, okay, we gotta go around. And uh, it's just, like, this. it's so clear that they can, like, duck under the ladder or climb over the ladder. I mean, they, they're, they're freaking ninjas. A ladder between two buildings... Should not be able to stop them from being from chasing yes. the bad guys. Yes, yes, exactly. But I don't know. Maybe the outfits like was too tight. Was too tight, <sighs> and like they don't know how to. They don't know how to actually like you know, uh, like act ninjas with these, um, U- European outfits. The guy was in uh, freaking Jeopardy. Don't, don't. <laughs> Try to critique what he wrote that day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, four-time Jeopardy champ, Doug Molitor. But by now, you already have two negative points. First, you called your wife that has a crank in his belly, and you you're just keep telling it. I don't have a crank in my belly. There's no crank in your belly. All right. <laughs> All right, so we get to the next scene, and like I said, the Mardi Gras party is still happening. Like, you know, like... So, time frame, time frame wise, like, we, like this is either hours, this has to be, like, hours, this can't be, like, days, and, they, like, you know, so, this is, like, hours between all this time, and, oh, uh, uh, oh, I forgot to mention, we actually got a clear, this episode gave us a, a, a clear understanding what Irma's profession is. Yes, secretary. Secretary. 
We never, I mean, obviously we saw we saw her behind the desk, and, like, we we could kind of assume that she was a secretary. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, we got that clear thing. She was like, I, like, like, she was like, Mr. Thompson, I'm a secretary. Oh, I, actually, I, uh, I wrote that. I, uh, it was very interesting for me, because it happened to so many companies that they are not clear on their, like, the... The, the role? The role of each person, and then they give wrong role, and... Uh, right, right. That was very interesting because he's, she said that I'm a secretary. I'm not a cameraman. And, and, that, and that I can't remember. Yeah, and like, cause, cause Burn asked her to go there to, to like film. And obviously, they did all this exchange to have Irma go to be a part of this. Yes. Because they needed her back there. So because you know she had the, she had the gem or she calls diamond around her neck. Yes. And. So they need Irma like like back there. Um, so they're so and it, it was a clever way to get her there. And I, like I said, they, we actually got a clear. Now we still don't know what Vernon is because Vernon. I still think Vernon is like a director. I, I thought Vernon is a cameraman. See, if he was, why didn't he have the camera? Because when we saw Vernon, he had like the headset. I think, like, it, yes, you're right. Like, think... like, like, Vernon's, like, role, like, Vernon's, like, career is, like, so inconsistent. But he was, he was critiquing the Irma that your camera is, like... Right. And, like, Th- Mr. Thompson is, like, a good example of, like, a stupid manager. Right. Now, all right, why is Bern Thompson in the party? Like... <sighs> Shouldn't he be like in the in like the Channel Six building? Like, or he probably like is with Tiffany. <laughs> I don't know. Probably, <laughs> he probably is. No, I mean, like, like, like seriously, we only know four people that work in Channel Six. <laughs> like, even though it's a big building, we only know four people there. All four people are at this party craft party. <laughs> but the most important part is the reason why Irma's here, is that Shredder. Sees Irma, and like, the funny thing is, like, you know, Shredder and Irma, like, are next to each other for, like, a, a while. Yes. And, alright, now, oh, uh, we, now we mentioned, Irma knows who Roxanne Bebop are. She sees Shredder, she's like, I know a bad guy that dresses up as you. <laughs> but, she doesn't realize that that's Shredder. Yes. And instead, she's like all in love with it. It's man crazy Irma. If Rocksteady and Bebop looked like humans, she'd be... To be honest, Shredder is handsome. Shredder's <laughs> a... <laughs> My wife, who loves Krang, also loves Shredder. No, so, I don't love Shredder, well, but... you don't love Shredder, but, but, but you say he's handsome. He's handsome. He's handsome. <laughs> it's the eyes, isn't it? I, I'm not, I'm not, I won't date Shredder, but I might date Craig. <laughs> I might date Craig. All right. I'm so glad that these people are not real. <laughs> All my competition is gone. But yeah, we, but yeah, we have, we have Shredder, uh, in, in, obviously Shredder sees that Irma has the gem, so that's why he's grabbing, uh, Irma, and Irma is just like, oh my god. He's he's in love with me and like and, and like uh Burn is like, Hey, if you don't do this, you're fired and she's like, Oh, I quit. 
looks like because she's all love spin now. I mean, no, because this is like, uh, like one of the typical stories that uh, when the the boy the when the woman find the love, they don't care about the job. Anymore. Right, right, exactly. I mean, you know, just FYI, Irma. Really bad camera operator. I mean, I don't know what Burn was. I don't know why. Well, I don't know why Burn couldn't find like his actual like camera person, or why he couldn't get Vernon to to do do the camera. And he was like, "Oh, let me get the air airheaded secretary to do it." Other than to move the story along, because that's what it was there for. Did Did you hear what Vernon said? No. What did he say? Um, because when they saw that uh, Shredder and uh, Irma together, Vernon said, "Poor him." <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you noticed, <laughs> no, I missed it. Oh no, I didn't. No, no, I one hundred percent I missed that. Like <laughs> that's that's hilarious. <laughs> that that and that is like perfect, Vernon. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. All right. So. Irma's being kidnapped. She doesn't know she's being kidnapped, but she's being kidnapped. She's enjoying it. She's enjoying it. And while this is going on, Leo Leo goes up and uh, go, goes up top of that, that building to go after, uh, to go and, like, save her. And at this point, when he's... When he's climbing up the building, he gets knocked out. He get knocks knocks off, and he grabs on to what Mikey calls a vine. Uh, it, it could be a vine. It could be a rope. Uh-huh. The most important thing is we don't know where this is attached to. Yes. Because the way that Mikey says it, he says, "Oh, I hope that vine is rooted well." But, and, like, I'm just looking at this, I'm like, I don't see, like, I don't see vine, I don't see any roots in this vine <laughs> anywhere. And, like, I mean, he's holding on, like, you know, Leo's, like, like, like holding on and everything for, uh, for his dear life. And by the time he climbs up to the building, this rope vine thing is, like, gone. Like, we don't see where the source of it was onto the building. We just see that it, it was just there. Whatever it was holding on to, it, was, it held on well. And then, like, once it's not needed anymore, it is gone. <laughs> and, and it's funny, because, like, April's trying to save Irma. And Irma's like, no, I don't need saving. And, uh, like, April with, uh, was with the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, April was with the hel- helicopter. I love how, like, April has the... Helicopter license? Yes, license of everything. Motorcycle, truck, helicopter. Exactly. She just never did the blimp. Right, no, she has not She's not flown the blimp yet. I mean, and now technically she shouldn't need the license to fly the blimp. Because, you know, the that's not a registered vehicle. I mean, if the turtles registered that vehicle, like, I mean, that would be insane. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, like, yeah, April has a helicopter, not only she has a helicopter, she knows how to drive a helicopter. I mean, just, just crazy things, but because of that, uh, Schroeder is able to, like, climb on top of the uh, helicopter, and he takes over the helicopter, kidnapping both girls, both girls, exactly, like, you know, so, 
April's plan of like saving Irma was like completely shot. And like now here's the thing, like like Shredder's the only one in the helicopter. How is he able to like take both other than the fact that Irma's like love stricken with him? Because Bebo and Rocksteady, they're just hanging on the ladder. Yes, that's true. Um, maybe because uh, he has those uh, like the claws. Claws. Maybe. He's like threatening them and. Right. So, the funny part was that when Shredder is still Irma and went to the helicopter, we hear sound effect of like the crowd cheers. Yes. Because the crowd thinks this is a show. Uh-huh. They thought that this is a show. Even though, like, like they would, they probably should be worried that the show ended in a bad note where, like, according to this show, the bad guy kidnaps both women. <sighs> and also, if this is supposed to be, like, a three musketeers, early, um, early century European, um... Uh, thing modern thing like like not modern thing like uh like you, you know not like, saying modern because of the helicopter yeah right exactly yeah why is there a helicopter involved in the story <laughs> like there should not be a helicopter involved in the story if like if these guys are like supposed to be like you know from like 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 the the early years of uh, of like Europe so at this point we see the turtles back in the sewer. And Leo, at this point, stop call, stop saying musketeers and actually starts calling them musketurtles. Yes. And, like, I, I was like, wait, wait, wait. So now, now he knows that he's a turtle? Like, because I, I was under an impression that... Leo thought he was human. He was human, darn Tartanian. Yes. And like, but now he's like, all right, us musketurtles. And like I, was like, I was like, wait, so so now you know you're a turtle. Like I I thought I thought it was kind of weird. And like I think he was uh, his memory was mixing up. He probably was. It, it probably was because at this point, this is like where, like he stops talking like darn uh Tartanian and starts um. Uh, uh, talking as le- as himself, but then he goes back. Yes. But so yeah, yeah, you and you could chalk it up to that. To be honest, the, to be honest, you could chalk it up to that. I really think they did this because, like, you know, the title was called Musket Turtles. They probably wanted to shove that in there in this episode, and they're probably like, "Oh man, we're like, we're like 15 minutes deep in this. We never used this term yet." And they're like, "All right, we're just gonna force it in there." So, uh, I want to mention something. What's that? That is uh, so against the, like, um, Eastern, like, cultures. <laughs> What's that? So, the, uh, when, they, when we get back to the sewers uh, here, we see that the turtles are sitting on the couch. Yeah. And a splinter as a dad is standing up. And where's the respect for the dad? You know what? You're right. He was standing all the time. And the turtles were sitting so comfortable on the couch. You know what? You're absolutely right. You're... Oh, my gosh. And especially, you know, they're they're grown up as in, like, Eastern culture. 
I mean, because, you know, Splinter is Japanese. Yes. In... Uh, and in Japanese, like, like most Eastern cultures out there respect their elders more than anything. Yeah, especially, like, like in Japanese, like, for the dad, I think they're, 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 it's a big right. respect. No, no, you're absolutely right about that. <laughs> I, I totally, I, it didn't even cross my mind. Probably because I've been westernized for so long. <laughs> and like, but no, you're right. I'm sure if we showed this, I think if we showed this over in the East, they'd be like, what is wrong with them? <laughs> like, you know. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Don't tell the kids, don't watch this. Exactly. Yes. Yes. This would get, actually get the episode like banned. <laughs> yes. From like children TV. Like, don't, don't disrespect the elders. <laughs> No, you you let you let your father sit down. <laughs> oh man, I totally mi- totally missed that. But all right, the uh, the turtles uh, they're going after Shredder, and it's funny because in the sewer scene, the other three turtles are out of their three musketeers outfit, uh-huh. and then when they so when they go after when they go after Sh- uh, Shredder, um. Inside the building, like the turtles are back in their Three Musketeers outfit. Like, I mean, and probably because of like to uh, to humor Leonardo. Uh-huh. But like, it, it it was just funny how like the transition from like okay they're out of the outfits oh they're back in the outfits yes while like Leo never like left the outfit. Mm-hmm. Now while this happens. Krang is, you know, down in the Technodrome, and he's mad because he sees, like, the, he sees, like, the news broadcast, and he's like, oh, Shredder's trying to take this for himself, no, I'm gonna go up there, I'm gonna get this, um, I'm gonna get this, and we, you know, we see, we see uh, Krang back in his uh, bubble walker, it's been a while since we've seen him in the bubble walker. Yes, actually, I wrote, I, I, I need a bubble walker. You need a bubble walker? <laughs> <laughs> and also we saw that Krang is uh, driving the uh, transfer module. Yes! Well, I don't know if he was driving or if he had made the foot soldiers drive it. I have a feeling he made the foot soldiers drive it. No, he was driving. He was driving? Okay. <laughs> you, you don't think Krang would, like, force the robots to do, like... That kind of labor, like I, I, I would think Krang would just kind of like sit back and like. Yes, but I think when he when he's mad and he wants to do something fast, he goes like, and do it himself. You're probably right. Honestly, you, 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 you're probably right about that. Um, so, uh, by this point, like you know, Irma actually gives uh Shredder the gem because she's mad at him. She's like, oh, you care about me as the gem, and like Shredder's like, yeah, <laughs> like. Uh, and Crane gets up there. He gets he gets to use the device, and he shows off what the device does. As like he has the force field around him. Uh, uh with with the device. Uh huh. And and then he and he shows like Roxanne Bebop. They try to attack him, and they try to blast him, and everything. And Rox uh, Bebop hits him with the, his like uh, club. And, like, you see that Krang's not getting hurt. Yes. Well, and so that's the thing. Now we have, like, the turtles. They're out there. 
they're like, okay, we gotta, um, we gotta, we gotta fight against this, and during the fight, we get to a point where, uh, Leo, Leo just kind of, like, hits his head again, mm-hmm. and, and then once he gets up from that, he suddenly remembers his Leonardo. Yes. And he sees the other turtles and is like, why are you guys wearing that? <laughs> and the other three turtles are relieved as they just rip off the clothes. Yes. Oh, I wrote the clothes. The way they remove the clothes is like, it looks like the clothes are like, um, uh, I don't know. They are like um, jackets that... Uh... Yes, like like tearaway jackets. Yes. Like, like almost like kind of like how... The basketball players have like those tearaway pants, like when they want to, like they have, like for some reason when they're like on the bench, they have like pants on, but then they're like, oh, we need you to play, and then all of a sudden, like they just rip the pants out, and so they can go play basketball because yeah. for some reason they don't want to sit on a bench with shorts on for some. <laughs> <laughs> like it's something I never understood with basketball players. Like I don't know, maybe inside the the uh, arena it's cold, and they don't want to. Yeah. But but yeah, that, that's how like the tur- the turtles rip it like you know like yeah, <laughs> and uh, they go through that and then while they're doing that, while they're doing the fighting, Shredder is able to get the device away from Krang, and he was like, now I'm gonna be the most powerful. <laughs> he uses it. We see that he be he just goes in the shape. Of a little, like, like just like bubble. a bubble, yeah. And as Krang, like, reveals that, oh, no, this was made for my size. And I was, and this was clearly made, all right, all right, all right, Doug Molitor, good on you, because I know this is the first episode you wrote of Ninja Turtles, but good on you for knowing that Krang oh, originally had the bubble walker and not the android body. Because if you remember, Krang doesn't get that body. Shredder's the one who makes that body for Krang. Yes. And so, like, the fact that he was consistent with that, that was actually, that was actually good. Smart. That was smart, exactly. That's a, that was a four-time Jeopardy champion. <sighs> 1987 smart. It was. Yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, what one of my favorite parts is actually is when Roxanne Bebop are like shooting at Leonardo, and Leonardo grabs Shredder in this like oh. little code, and he's like, "Hey, I need you to block these hits for me." <laughs> yes, that was funny. Right, exactly. Uh, while while they're doing all this fighting, the gem. Flies out of the of the force field uh, device because obviously Shredder needs to turn it off so he can like move. Uh-huh. And uh, we see that the gem flies into the thing and it goes into a random sink. Like I didn't like where where exactly were they in this building where they're like oh hey we have plumbing. Uh, uh, all the time I was thinking it probably uh, like at the end it probably fell in the sewers. That, that was exactly what I'm thinking, too. It's like, okay, at the end, 
Like, this is going to go into the sewer. So, eventually, the turtles should be able to get it again. Yes. I mean, you know, I know the sewers in New York is, like, huge. I mean, obviously, uh, obviously, it can't just land in their area. <laughs> now, something I know, or something I wrote is, now, during, like, so, when Crane gets up there, we see the foot soldiers, and the foot soldiers, like, build, like, Crane's, like, android body. Yes. And, like... For some reason, because the body is not used at all, like, in this scene. But they went ahead and built the body for some reason. Because, obviously, Crane can't use the force field with the android body. Because it doesn't fit. He would be, like, Shredder. Yes. I think maybe they just wanted to remind the kids that this is the same um, person. Maybe. That, you You could be right about that. The problem now, when Krang and the foot soldiers are running away, did you notice that the android body was also running? Yeah. Without Krang, yes. You. Yeah. So I guess the body can like go on its own. You. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, I. Can you show me that scene again? I, I will totally show you that scene. I'll totally show you that scene again. But yeah, the, the body really runs. And like, it, it's like, it because we see Krang, and then we see behind Krang the run, android body. It, 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 it's just this weird, surreal moment where you're like, wait, you're, you're supposed to drive that. Maybe, maybe he, he was controlling it out of the body. It could be. It, it could be he can control it out of the body. I mean, it was just a weird, it was just a weird, like, situation. I just don't want my... Android body, like you don't want your Android body to run without me. Yeah, <laughs> like, but yeah. Um, now personally, I I don't think they should even had the body like in that scene, because it there was nothing there was no reason that there there they set it up but nothing was done with it. Yes. It was nice. It was nice that we did see um you know Krang out it like. You know, like, like, uh, fighting, like, uh, with the turtles, uh, well, against the turtles, I should say. Mm -hmm. Uh, most of the time with Krang, he's mostly inside the Technodrome. Yes. So, this is, like, one of those rare instances where we see him, uh, out of the Technodrome. And, and, of course, the, of course, like, you know, the way that this episode ends is... Probably the most famous catchphrase from uh, the Three Musketeers. Do you know what that is? Yeah. All for one and one for all. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't know this. But um, there, was a, um, there was a scene that um, Shredder fall because uh, Donatello, like, uh, throw his ball. Yes. And then, as soon as he fall, the um, um, foot soldiers like grabbed the shredder and uh, took him inside the transfer module. Right. And the way the layout of that scene was that how animated was like um, without stopping because there was no cut. It was all like we saw all the movements all at once. Right. I thought it was like very cool. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. And this episode was actually animated like pretty well. Other than the gem inconsistencies, 
Uh, it was actually um, animated really well in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the action scene was really cool. Um, the only thing I, I will say, I have like, I, I think there's some questionable uh, music choices because when Shredder gets in the the little bubble thing with the force field, mm-hmm. it starts playing like more of this comical music, and then like like Leo like swings down there. And they're still playing the comical music, even like like with Leo picking up Shredder. Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I thought like maybe that it probably should have been like more action music at that point. Yeah. Uh, that um that that I'll I'll say like that's probably like, uh something I I would obviously like change if I was in the director's chair of this episode, but. Overall, very memorable episode. Uh, like I said, this one holds a special place in my heart um, because of because of like I really felt like this was the this, I felt really felt like this was the episode that kind of reminded me. No, this is the fandom I need to be with. Like yeah, you know, no. we got a question from uh, Jonathan uh, Fernandez again. Mm-hmm. He wants he asked us what. Do you think about the power struggle between Krang and Shredder, and what lesson it gave to viewers watching these bad guys not working together uh, for their common goals? So, uh, I want you to answer first. So I think I think some of it for uh, was for a uh, like the comic reason. Right. But. Uh, the lesson it just shows when you're selfish, you can work with anyone, even if the person is uh, has the same goal of like. Um, if you're a bad guy and the other person is also the bad guy, when your uh, when your heart is selfish, you always like go by yourself, and, and somewhere down the road you. And um, so I I just mean that there's no teamwork in the uh, in the bad way. Right. Now, uh, this is what I think. I think, uh, which is, uh, that's a great answer. Uh, I think that the main lesson of this episode is kind of like the subject that they chose with this episode because the main theme of the Three Musketeers is almost like what the main three theme of Ninja Turtles is. Uh, you know, uh, Three Musketeers, very famous saying that we heard several times in this episode, all for one and one for all. Yes. And it just showed, like, you know, that's always, like, everyone... Work together. Everyone work together because together we're one. Yes. And, like, I think that's what they're trying to show in this episode that, like, you know, the Turtles, they win because they have the teamwork and they look out for one one of each other. Mm-hmm. While we have Shredder and Krang, who are, you know, Krang wants to be powerful, Shredder wants to be powerful, and they're keeping it from each other. And because of and because of that is that's how they fail and that but that's how the turtles won. Mm-hmm. And even even though Leo had amnesia and did not know who he was, he still had that thought process of we're still a team yes and uh like so it, it really I, th- I felt like it was a good way to show uh the common uh, the common things from like this current uh television show for kids 
in the classic literature of Three Musketeers. Because I also think the uh, the big lesson probably from this episode was probably, hey kids, uh, you should read some, you should read some books. <laughs> like I, I really think that was like kind of like their underlying, uh, like you know message in there, and uh, you know, and kids. That's what I got them the message. That yeah. you have to read some more books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to read some more books because kids, if you read some books, you can also be a four-time Jeopardy champ. <laughs> this poor guy. I really hope he finds his podcast just so we know that we know that he won Jeopardy four times. Like I know he has other achievements out there. But, but we love this one. But this is my favorite of your achievements, uh, Mr. Uh, Molitor. Like the fact you're a four-time Jeopardy champ, and I'm making sure everyone who listens to this know that you are a four-time Jeopardy champ. <laughs> but that is everything we have uh, for this episode. Really entertaining episode. Um, you know, uh, still holds a special place in my heart, even though Dantel is not voiced by the right actor. But uh, you know, Beamoff's not voiced by the right actor too. Um, but um, be like his. I will say Greg Bird's uh Bebop voice matches Barry Gordon's Bebop voice a lot. It's just the Dantello doesn't match at all and i think i said that last time too yeah join us next week because we will be talking about the episode turtles turtles everywhere you know when there are turtles turtles everywhere i think we probably should talk to someone who knows about turtles too which probably is you know one half of who created this this team (laughs) don't you agree Yes, and his name starts with K. His name starts with K, you know. That's right. Next week, we're going to be talking to Kevin Eastman. (laughs) Join us for that. That should be really fun, really entertaining. If you have any memories or questions about this episode, uh, please uh, tweet at us at TurtleRecallPod or email us at TurtleRecallPodcast at gmail.com. And yes, next week, we will have Kevin Eastman joining us in the show it's gonna be lots of fun hope to see you guys there all right till next time guys see ya bye thanks for listening to us if you have any comments or memories you want to share be sure to reach out to us on twitter at turtle recall pop turtle recall is proud to be a part of the res tv network be sure to go to res.tv to check out our podcast and other great podcasts they have available.